Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Pastor J.D. encourages you today to move everyone, every day, a little closer to God. Don't be the weak link in the chain or someone's road to discovery. If you have even a tiny window of an opening to share Jesus with someone, take it. Their future eternity depends on it. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on July 12, 2020. Okay, one more thing. I really didn't know what to make of this. But I thought I would at least mention this. (laughs) It's an I-24 News report, also on Wednesday. Did you hear about this? Kanye West and his presidential run as the birthday party candidate. This is, I thought this was, when my son told me about it, I thought, come on. He said, no, it's real. And it is. Here's a quote from the report. You'll see why I'm mentioning it here in a moment quoting, in some of the more bizarre excerpts from the interview, the rapper vowed that his White House will be run like Wakanda, I guess I'm pronouncing that right, a fictional country from Marvel's Black Panther movies, and revealed that he is not a huge fan of COVID-19 vaccines, calling them the mark of the beast. He also revealed that he himself went down with COVID-19 in February. Okay. What in the world? Well, here's the bottom line. And the Lord knows my heart when I say this. And I hope you who know me, also know my heart when I say this, I could be very wrong about all of this. And if I am, I will readily admit and confess, you know what, I got it wrong. I've done that before. Where I just missed it, I was incorrect, and I've, from this pulpit, on several occasions actually, humbled myself and uh, asked for forgiveness because I got something wrong. And if I'm wrong about this, I will absolutely do that. However, I do have to ask this question rhetorically, of course. Doesn't all of this seem to fit? All? They're very clear. In no uncertain terms that nobody 
we'll be able to return to, this is a, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but new normal? That is an oxymoron of oxymorons, isn't it? I mean, come on. If it's new, it's not normal. If it's normal, it's not new. Welcome to (laughs) the COVID-19 world. New normal. No wonder we're so confused. Who's the author of confusion? Right? Indulge me. Bear with me. Let's just recap, okay? So you've got the book of Revelation that describes what appears to be something medical and pharmaceutical. You have something that everyone, all, will be required to take, both great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, doesn't matter who you are. So you've got this this prophecy in God's Word that tells us that this mark is going to be mandatory for all to take it. And then those who refuse it, and they're already, and we talked about this last week too, they're not so much concerned about vaccine hesitancy. You know why? Because we'll, we'll, we'll convince them. We'll, we'll, we'll threaten them. We'll get them. <laughs> so the vaccine hesitancy is not the issue. What's the issue? Vaccine refusers. So we also have detailed prophecy about those who refuse to take this mark being beheaded. And then we have medical codes updated that reimburse for beheading. Please, somebody, just let me know that it's not just me. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I don't think I am. I mean, if this isn't it, I don't know what is. Can I just take that a step further? Let's just say for purpose of discussion, hypothetically, okay? Tomorrow morning you wake up, news feed, COVID-19 cases drastically reduced. The whole country, the whole world is going to immediately reopen. Everybody can go back to their lives as normal. There's no more problem. There's no more virus. Be happy. Do you see that happening? I don't. I see it going in the opposite direction. So I think this is it. And if it is, then shouldn't it be an indication of just how close we are to the rapture of the church and subsequently the seven-year tribulation? I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I hope you don't tire of me saying it. I'm actually going to read it, okay, in my notes. This is how how I wrote it, and this is how I want to say it. I would much rather be ready for this to be it and have it not be it, as opposed to not being ready for this to be it, only to have it be it. Wouldn't you? Isn't that reasonable? This is why we do these updates every week and have been. 
for years. And this is why we end with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the explanation of salvation by way of the simple ABCs of salvation. Before we get to the ABCs, I want to share with you another testimony we received from an online member last week. By the way, we are so grateful when we hear from you. And um, this one is from Mercy. What a great name, Mercy. Hi, Pastor JD. My name is Mercy. I am an online member. Today, on my bike ride on the bike trail, I met an 18-year-old named Nick. We talked about college and what he wants to be. He wants to be an attorney. I asked him if he was a Christian. He said he was an atheist. So I said, did you know (laughs) to be an atheist, you have to first believe there is a God in order not to believe. That's really good. I'm, I'm using that. I'm stealing that. We had a really long talk, and I was thinking about Waxman and you. You know who the Waxman is, right? None other than Barry McGuire. <laughs> Praying silently, I was asking the Lord to help me to move Nick a little closer to Jesus. Now let me explain that before I, I go on any further. Um, when we had the privilege of having Barry McGuire come here and share, uh, it was so freeing, and I always know I've heard truth when I'm freed by it, and conversely I know that I've not heard truth when I'm bound. I mean, the truth will set you free, and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And Jesus said, my burden is light and my yoke is easy. John said, the commands of the Lord are not burdensome. So when somebody lays a really heavy trip on me, it's probably not the Lord, because James says that the wisdom from above is easy to be entreated. It's reasonable. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. So as I got to know Barry, he he began to really challenge me and encourage me to share my faith more one-on-one. Because you have to understand that from behind the pulpit, it's so much easier. You have no idea. But boy, out from behind the safety of this pulpit and the, you know, exclusivity of this microphone, one-on-one, it's a whole different ballgame. And this is the greatest fear that we have as Christians when it comes to sharing our faith. And it is from from the enemy, because of course the enemy doesn't want you sharing your faith, right? So he puts this this fear in you, this pressure on you. Man, you you better lead them to Christ. If if they don't pray the sinner's prayer, you failed. Don't bother. And so we don't. Right? So This is one of the reasons why I believe God brought Barry McGuire into my life, and I've shared him with you, of course. He just says, you know, just move them, move everyone every day closer to Jesus. Because how do you know that you're not just the one planting the seed? We talked about this last week a little bit. and Or maybe you're watering the seed that somebody else has already planted. Or maybe... God will give you the profound privilege to harvest 
that soul and lead them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I'm, gonna, I'm here to tell you, and you, those of you who have led people to Christ know exactly what I'm talking about when I say this. There is no high like the high of leading somebody to Christ. I've, I'm not proud of this. I've done a lot of drugs in my life before coming to Christ, and there is no high. This is a spiritual high, and that's the way God designed us again. So when I realize, hey, you know what? I don't have to like, you know, close the deal. (laughs) I don't have to make the sale. And that's another thing, by the way, that the Lord's had to deal with me personally about. And I'll put this on myself. You know, there's this, this uh, is spiritual pride, I think. Because, you know, it's another notch on our salvation belt. It's another sail on the board. And I come from that background. And it's high pressure sails. And we, we care more about making the sail than we do about winning the soul, if I can say it that way. And so it just, my whole paradigm shifted. My whole I mean, it just changed everything. There's no more pressure. All I have to do is let them see Jesus in me, because they already want to see and know Jesus, because that's the way God created them. So when you're out and about, whether it's on a bike ride, or in the store wearing your mask, (laughs) it's hard to, you know, I try to smile at people, and they can't see that I'm smiling. I've saved a lot of money on breath mints, by the way, because it doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) But sometimes it's on the phone with that tech support or customer support individual that's really having a bad day. Can you imagine what they go through? That happened to me recently, and I, I just, you know, she takes the call, and she was already sheepish. She's like, can I help you? I could just tell she had been, you know, through the ringer. I just said, you know, thank you for taking my call. I can't even imagine, you know, what you must go through during the day with so many angry customers. I just want you to know I'm not going to be one of those angry customers today. You could almost hear them, like, you know, starting to cry on the other end of the phone. And all I'm doing is sort of (laughs) setting them up, because at the end of that call, I'll say something to the effect of, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray and ask God to bless the rest of your day. And all I've done is move them closer to Jesus. That's all you have to do. Just move them closer to Jesus. Well, that's what she did. She said, I actually got to the ABCs of salvation and I knew them by heart. I was so happy. I'm going to tell you something. You've been coming to this church or watching online for any length of period of time, and you don't know these by heart yet? We need to lay hands on you or something. I don't know. He said he would start, listen to this, by picking up his Bible again. I was telling him about your Bible prophecy updates, and as soon as we started looking you up on his phone, it came to your videos right away. Poor guy, I'm so sorry about that. (laughs) I'm so glad Jesus put it on my heart to take that bike ride way out in the woods today. Have a blessed day and thank you for always sharing those ABCs of salvation. You never know 
how they're going to move someone closer to Jesus. So that's how I want to end, if you just give me a couple more minutes. The ABCs of salvation are in no way meant to insult anyone's intelligence. It's just a childlike, simple explanation of salvation. Jesus said you must become like a child in order to enter the kingdom of God. Not childish, childlike. What Jesus was saying was, is that like a child, very trusting. You know how children, when they're young, they're very trusting. They're too trusting, which is why we have to talk to them about stranger danger, because they're too trusting. That's what Jesus is saying. You need to come with that childlike trust. So it's childlike simple. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned and that you need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. You might be a good person, but you'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 is interesting because, if I can say it this way, it sort of packages the bad news first with the good news. And I think it's good to know the bad news first because, and I know this isn't proper English, so don't email me, but the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. This is really bad news. You know what the bad news is? The wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. Wait a minute, you just got done telling me that all have sinned. Yeah, that's the point. So are are you saying that everyone who was born is born a sinner? Yes. And you're saying that everyone who was born, that's born as a sinner, has already been sentenced to death? Yes. That's really bad. I know. That's the point. We've all broken God's law, His perfect law. We've all transgressed. We've all fallen short of His glory. That's the bad news. You ready for the good news? I am. (laughs) The good news is this. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here's how it works. So we've been sentenced to death for all eternity because all have sinned, right? So here we are in the courtroom of eternity, and we're standing before the judge of the universe, and he asks us to enter a plea. And what is our plea? Guilty as charged. And now we're going to enter the sentencing phase. What's the sentence? The death sentence. And then in walks a man. No ordinary man. This is the God-man, Jesus the Christ. And he walks into that courtroom of eternity and says to the judge of the universe, Stop. Hold everything. I will go to his death, her death, in his, her place, for them instead of them. And then the judge looks at you and says, Oh, good news. Your death sentence has been paid. You are free to go. That's what the word gospel means. Good news. Your debt is paid. You're free to go. That's the gospel. 
Here's the B. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why, verse 10. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. Hang on to that word for just a second. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. I love this word justified. Here's why. It's one of those words that sounds like what it is. I'm justified. You know what that means? It's just if I'd never sinned. Yeah? I'm justified. Just if I'd never sinned. Because when... Jesus went to that cross and paid in full, purchased the gift that He offers every single one of us. He was paying for and removing our sins as far as the east is from the west. And as Isaiah says, God remembers them no more. How about that? I'm justified. It's just if I'd never sinned. God, when He sees you, He does not see your sin. He sees His Son. And then lastly, Romans ten thirteen. I love this. For me, it was a January night on the mainland, 38 years ago, when I called upon the name of the Lord and was saved. All who call upon the name of the Lord, will be saved. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) How could we? Well, we can't. Not this side of heaven. Adequately, sufficiently express to you how thankful and grateful we are to you. Thank you for the gift of eternal life that you paid for, for us. Thank you for the good news. Thank you for telling us what the world's going to look like at the time of the end so that we would know and be ready. And Lord, thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. Lord, I pray for anyone who might be here in this church service or watching online that has never called upon you, putting their trust in you, looking to you, confessing with their mouths, believing in their heart. I pray that today they would make the most important decision of their life for eternal life. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. 
There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting inspiritandtruthradio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.